coming soon to own on video and DVD. That's right, it's Disflix and Tidbits, the Disney podcast about Disney movies from the past, present, and coming soon, and all the little extras in between. I'm your one and only host, Cassandra the Eagle Bear, and today is December 12, 2018, and this is episode three. If you're new to the podcast, welcome! Or if you're a listener from the future going back to listen to the older episodes, hi again, your face is awesome. I can't see your face, but I know it's awesome. Thank you for choosing to listen to this little podcast of mine. I do appreciate you taking the time to listen to my nasally voice and get some Disney movie tidbits along with it. Really, thank you so much. As you can tell if you've been listening to my first episodes, things are slightly changing each week. This will probably happen many a time in the future in 2019. It's just me trying to figure out the right format that I want to work with. And so there's going to be some changes here and there, and probably good, probably bad. I'm going to let you, the listeners, decide, and maybe sometimes I will nix them because I don't like them. Uh, Last week, I added a trivia question at the end of the podcast that pertained to last week's topic, Disney Christmas movies. If you answered the question right by giving me the answer and the many ways to contact me, you will get a shout out in this podcast. So tune in towards the end to hear who got it right, because one did. I'm bringing up new things because I want to start a new segment in the near future that will get us right into the movies instead of these topics that I've been like dancing around with. I'm just playing with ideas, honestly, and they're, they're the things that interest me the most. But this new segment um, is going to include guests. So, yay! (laughs) So I'm going to call this new segment Once Upon a Disney. I don't know if I may keep that, but that's just the working title for now until this episode like until I record it but so this new segment that I want to bring in is like a cross between reminiscing and reviewing I want to talk about a Disney movie that I and the guests may have watched only once or a long long time ago and then talk about that movie together only using our memory and nostalgia no re-watching the movie but just talk about it from what we remember you know, like the characters, the plot, what we first initially thought, etc. Once we are done talking about it, we both have homework to rewatch that movie and then reconvene and talk about that movie with it fresh in our minds, just to see if our opinions of the movie have changed at all after viewing with so many years and time passing in between the first viewing and then the, mo- the viewing we just did. Uh, It'll be just like an interesting experiment to see how much of a hold nostalgia has on our feelings about these movies and see if our mindset is different from like, say we watched it when we were a kid and now we're watching it later as an adult. Um, For the listeners, this will only take place in one episode, obviously, where I edit the pieces together from both the interviews. Uh, Planning and publishing the episodes will take longer to get out. That's why I want to suggest it now. To see if some guests are interested and could con- contact me, and we can set something up in the future 2019 episodes. 
Uh, this may be a once a month type of thing. Maybe if guests are interested into it, maybe we'll have more because I know how schedules work out. It, it could like kind of potentially bomb if if I don't work this out right but if people are, are a little bit flexible with me I am a mother so I can only do this at night so th that's heads up for you guys I can only do it at night and I am mountain time zone to keep track of the movies I am thinking about making a Facebook group to provide a list of movies to pick from to make it a little easier uh, for people to pick it out rather than us just going back and forth in DM or emails to see which movie that we both haven't seen in a while. Um, another factor is I know that I've wa probably watched more movies than uh, the common Disney fan. So there, my list is probably smaller than other people's. And so it, there may be times where if someone's really passionate about a movie that they want to do this little experiment with... I may just have me just interview the guest and um, not bring my opinions into it at all. It'll still be a, a fun little experiment to play with, to just talk with the uh, guest about this movie that they want to uh, reconnect with, I guess. So if you are at all interested in becoming a guest and being part of uh, Once Upon a Disney with me, you can contact me through email at disflixandtidbits at gmail.com, or you can contact me through Twitter. My Twitter handle is at disflixtidbit. There is no S on the tidbit. Um, you might have to friend me. I forget my privacy settings, but if I don't respond to you at all, just... Uh, tag me and say, hey, Disflix, hey, pay attention to your freaking Twitter. <laughs> I will, I'll figure it out. When you contact me, I'll give you a short list, and if none of the movies on there are ones that you haven't seen or you've seen just recently, I will just ask you to come up with your own movie, and then we can just do a, uh, you solo interview and see how the first one works, okay? And I think it will be fun, so let's see who will be my, my first guinea pig. <laughs> um, let's go on to the news. So we got a lot of news to get through, so I apologize beforehand, but um, I could have left some of the these out, but I just thought that they were too interesting to leave out. Um, so let's start off with the DCOM news, and just to reiterate, uh, DCOM means Disney Channel Original Movies. On December 7th, the Kim Possible trailer came out. Now remember, this is not a theatrical trailer. It is a, it is a DCOM, and it will appear on the Disney Channel next year, and we finally got a date. It is February 15th, 2019. Now this trailer dropped, and it surprisingly became more popular than I thought and it was very Kim centered which is not a bad thing I mean it's called Kim Possible but I, I just found it weird that there was no Ron well there was it was a split second of Ron no Rufus which I'm wondering what they're gonna do with that like uh, at, in a past episode I think I said CGI so who knows? Uh, there there was a couple extra characters, like, they, they did, like, a superhero pose, and I think there was Ron, because he was slightly blonde, and then there was a girl, and then another boy. 
It was a split second, so I don't know if the boy is supposed to be Wade, but I don't know who the heck the other girl is. Shigo looks awesome. That's definitely um, something that I, I've noticed. Uh, Dr. Draken looks way more serious and acts serious than he did in the cartoon version. Um, if you don't remember, he was just a bubbling buffoon. I mean, he was smart, but he, he couldn't get his his stuff together. He was like a doofensmirtz. Like, he was smart, but he didn't think things through, and Shigo just kept him in line. This guy looks like he knows what's going on, but who knows? Let's see what happens, I guess. Another thing that almost blew up the internet, I guess, uh, there's talks about a Lizzie McGuire sequel? Oh my gosh. Okay, so I guess Entertainment Tonight talked with Hilary Duff, and uh, she just let it slip that there's conversations about a sequel. She didn't say much else other than she was thinking... Um, she was thinking about it and what the plot would be like. She was kind of thinking that maybe Lizzie would be a mom or not. I, maybe she's just like channeling herself because she's already a mom of two herself. I think that's it. I think that's all that was uh, talked about. But yeah, she just let it slip that they're in talks with it. Nothing confirmed. It's just, it's just a rumor at this point or a, just a fleeting moment. Twitter has been a buzz about it because... Uh, it, I guess uh, Lizzie McGuire was a really good Disney Channel show. I did not watch it. Sorry. Well, I watched a couple episodes, but I never got into it like a lot of people did. So we will see. I guess uh, the the main deal about it is if she's with Gordo or not. <laughs> In Disney Animation Studio news, uh, yesterday, December 11th, 2018, was the ninth anniversary of the 49th Disney animated feature, The Princess and the Frog. <laughs> uh, when I saw this, I was just like, oh my gosh, I need to watch this movie again. I do not own it, sadly. I, I'm switching over from my Blu-ray to digital and um, slowly building up my library again. So I need to download, the, download this again because I love the songs in, in this movie and always makes me want to make more beignets, <laughs> which is not a good thing, actually, but they are pretty good. Disney Animation Studio interns uh, animated a short called Viola. Now, this this could be a, like a fleeting news article, but I thought this was really interesting. Uh, there was a group of five animators and computer graphics students from the Walt Disney Animated Studios intern program. Gosh, that's a long title. Uh, they created a short film together, and what's interesting about this is that the program usually has students focus on specific items like lighting and animation uh, for like their final project, but this time around they actually had the students create a story from start to finish. Actually storyboard it, design the characters, and, and finish everything with song and, and just a complete film, but this one was only 30 seconds, but oh my gosh, was this beautiful. I can't believe only five people did this. Uh, I will try to leave a link below. I don't know if you've noticed, but um, my little info card under these podcasts are very small. I'm only allowed 500 characters until I upgrade. I may upgrade tom or tomorrow when this airs, but um, I'll try to include this link at least in the in the um, comments but back to it it was so 
creative, like it had whimsy in it, and it tugged at my heartstrings, and that could be be because I'm a mom, and I'll get it, this is only 30 seconds, so what would make me almost tear up over a 30 second film, you have to watch it, so link below. Um, let's see, the Disney Store is starting another collection series in 2019. If you don't know about the the other collection series that the Disney Store had this year, it was the Mickey Memories. So every month had a sort of era theme, like 10s, 20s. They had like a stuffed Mickey, a pin set, a mug. Um, my friend Brenson did it. He had the whole complete collection. I don't know if he got December's yet. It was very interesting. I think I only liked the 2010s. It had like those arrow graphics that was pretty big like a couple of years ago. It was like brown and tan, but that was my only favorite one. Enough about that. That was the old collection. In with the new. Uh, this is based off the Disney animated classics, so each month we'll have one of um, the favorite Disney movies as the theme. So they already released January's and January's is Dumbo. Now, I think this is super adorable. If I collected anything, I would probably collect a couple of these. I wouldn't do the whole thing because I would run out of room, honestly. Um, so the first part of the collection was a stuffed animal of Dumbo. I think they pick like a side character or a animal creature of the Disney film. So this one was Dumbo and it had um, quotes in Dumbo on the plushie. And then there's like a pin set and then there's a coffee mug. So it's very similar to the Mickey Collections one of this year. So I think there was an extra thing, but I wasn't quite sure. And then I think February is Mulan and the stuffy is Mushu. And then uh, March is the Jungle Book and the stuffy was Baloo. And I, I think it's pretty cute, um, but they did leak all the other months and I am looking at October's because I know it's Aladdin and I'm sure the plushie will either be a Boo or Genie. I am all for that one. Yeah, just look up on the, the Disney store. They will have a page for it and then they give a quote for each month and you can pretty much tell which month, like what month is going to be what. I usually do movie news, but this is kind of like a park movie news cross, and it was one of the trending things on just Twitter, probably everywhere. If I mean, I who wouldn't want to read about this, honestly? Um, it's the Tokyo Disney news about the trackless Beauty and the Beast dark ride that they're having. Oh my gosh, is this freaking amazing! Uh, I talked about this on the Disney at a Distance podcast that came out on Monday. But it is a trackless ride and you're in a like a chip styled saucer and there's eight people to a car and then you just you go through the dark ride of the Beauty and the Beast story. But the what's so important about this story is the fact that the the animatronics look so freaking lifelike. They had like Belle just walking in her provincial style of dress. And she looked so fluid, like she was blinking like a human being. She was like moving her her head back and forth and she had like a lantern in her hand or something. And she was just like moving across the stage and like shining her light. Like it, it was so fluid and so pretty. And then they had another scene where 
Belle was next to Fleep, and Fleep is like moving like a horse. Oh my gosh. So look it up. Look it up on YouTube. Tokyo Disney Beauty and the Beast Dark Ride. And prepare to be amazed. <laughs> All right. Into the stuff that more people care about than anything else is the Marvel news. Um, just like I said last week, the uh, Avengers trailer got pushed to Friday, and it came out on Friday. Thank God. I was at work, so I had to stop what I was doing when it came around that time. If you have not seen this, I need you to pause your podcast right now, pull over the side of the road if you are driving, and pull up that Avengers 4 trailer because you are going to want to watch this. If you are a Marvel fan, I guess. <laughs> we finally find out what the Avengers 4 title is, and it is Endgame. Now, for a lot of people, this was not a big surprise. Uh, they were paying attention to the movies more than the rest of us. But uh, Doctor Strange says it at the end of Infinity War. And also, Tony Stark mentioned it in the Avengers Age of Ultron movie. Uh, he says it very briefly. You kind of miss it, but yeah, it was there. We also find out that Shuri, our favorite Marvel princess, was also reduced to Ash due to a uh, scene with Dr. Banner seeing her face on the screen next to the other presumed dead. Um, maybe, maybe she's just missing, hopefully. Um, Tony is stuck in space, and then we have this heart-wrenching monologue of him saying goodbye to Pepper Potts. Oh my gosh. I just kept on thinking, where the heck was Nebula? Wasn't she with him on that planet? Then we see a small scene of Thanos retiring and making a scarecrow out of his armor, but he was still wearing his gauntlet. I guess this is a tie back to the comics where when he retired, he just started building farmland and he actually used his armor as a, as a scarecrow. We also see a Hawkeye. He um, didn't disappear apparently, but he is a little different. Black Widow finds him and apparently his new look is also another tie into the comics when he turns into Ronin. And this is because his wife and children went missing, so he becomes depressed and he becomes a whole nother uh, superhero called Ronin, where he's like deep and dark and he just doesn't care. And then at the end, we see Scott Lang appear um, back, like he's knocking on the door trying to get Captain America's attention. So I feel like you have to watch the Ant-Man and Wasp to understand my confusion of why he's back. There's one post credit scene there that you kind of have to watch to understand where I'm coming from. I know there's some people that listen to this that have not watched that movie, so I don't want to spoil it. Just look it up if you if you don't care if to be spoiled. You'll understand why, but leave some comments or, or Twitter or emails or whatever what you think why he's back. I would like to know what you guys think because uh, I'm still racking my my brain around this trailer and um, I, I want someone to talk to about it. <laughs> uh, let's see, the Spider-Man trailer. So I had the prediction last week that the Spider-Man trailer would drop on Monday, but it did not. Some group of people actually got to watch it. Um, this is the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. Uh, apparently, the a group of people at the CCXP, which I didn't know what that was until just a second ago, it is the Comic-Con Experience Convention in Brazil, uh, they got to watch it. <laughs> I guess they were talking about it, and the trailer is said to have 
show the new baddie, which is Mysterio, played by Jake Gyllenhaal. He actually teased this over Twitter over the weekend, and also there's a fling between Happy and Aunt May. Weird. So there's new reports saying that uh, the trailer will debut on December 18th, so... Here's hoping. This came down, or this news came down last night. Uh, Doctor Strange is returning with the sequel. As of last night, the 2016 Marvel movie Doctor Strange was finalized in a deal for another movie. Scott Derrickson is returning to direct, and it seems all the actors are coming back too, so that's good. Uh, the projected date is 2021, but that's a rumor because Marvel did not say this. Someone else said this. Disney Plus streaming news. Now this happened within a whole day when I was looking up news articles. Uh, Sister Act 3 went from just talking about it happening to actually confirming that there's a movie coming to the Disney Plus streaming service. There will be no Whoopi Goldberg. Apparently it won't even be a continuation of the first two movies. It's a whole new story arc with new characters, so I don't know why this would be part of Sister Act. Why not just name it another thing? I don't know. Regina Hicks, the ex-producer of Insecure, I think that's on HBO, and Karen Gist, the showrunner of Fox's Star, are writing the script together. That's something to look forward to. In live action news, just a, a small little tidbits, if you will. There's information on the Aladdin movie for next year. It's going to be a musical still. There will be revivals of our favorite songs, and there's going to be two new songs. And I guess the two new songs are about women empowerment, so Jasmine finally gets a song. Yay! <laughs> There was more news on the Corella movie that I talked about last week that dropped right after I, I published the, the podcast. So it is taking place in the 1980s. It's like it has a punk rock theme. And of course, Corella is going to be younger. I talked about a little bit on the, the Disney of the Distance podcast uh, with Jess that it's going to be like an origin story, obviously. So we get to see what makes Cruella Cruella in this one. So in Pixar news, this is pretty short. Remember Bao that was in front of the Incredibles 2 movie? I guess I missed this. Uh, so this may be a little late. Uh, they offered... So I guess the Disney Pixar Twitter account dropped a tweet showing the full Bao clip on, on Twitter for free. It was just a vid video tweet on it just to promote that they had a Pixar Short Films Collection Volume 3 coming out on Blu-ray. Uh, the tweet is still there. So if you want to remind yourself about this little short film, I will try to drop this tweet in below, but uh, no promises because this tweet might have disappeared, but I still have the link to it. I will leave that for you. In miscellaneous news, uh, this is sort of movie news because the game is a movie. Kingdom Hearts 3 showed off their opening movie. Um, I am a big Kingdom Hearts fan, so I, I wanted to drop this in there. We've been waiting so long for this third one. So if you don't know what it is, it is a video game with like Final Fantasy meets Disney and then they smushed it together and had a baby. Uh, that's basically what it is and it's just, it's, it's eye candy. That's what it is to us. 
finally we can have it on cross platforms. Um, that means just on Xbox and PlayStation now. It was originally just on on the PlayStation. Before I start fangirling all over the place, the Golden Globe nominations dropped on December sixth, and Disney was rocking it. Let's see, Black Panther got three nominations, and get this, got Best Motion Picture Drama, Best Original Score by Ludwig, I'm going to butcher this last name, so I'm not going to say it, um, and Best Original Song, All the Stars. Uh, Mary Poppins Returns, which is not even out to the public yet, got four nominations, Best Motion Picture for Musical or Comedy, Best Actress in a Musical or Comedy for Emily Blunt, Best Actor in a Musical or Comedy for Lin-Manuel Miranda, and Best Original Score by Mark Shaman. Incredibles 2 got a nomination for Best Motion Picture Animated, Ralph Breaks the Internet also got nominated, and even though it's not Disney, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse got nominated for the same category. So, woo, Disney is rocking it. So that's all for the news. Let's get on to the topic for the day. Sorry, everyone. I am a little bit jittery today. I don't know why. Maybe I had too much sugar. So that's why I'm talking so fast today. I'm just really into the podcast. (laughs) So today's topic, I'm going to go back to what I originally wanted to do for the very first episode. Doesn't mean I regret the first episode, I just wanted to come back to this at one point. Uh, So I'm going to discuss my top 10 favorite Disney movies. Since Disney movies have grown several times too big right now because there's the addition of Pixar, Star Wars, and Marvel, and now we have Fox coming into it, so it just makes the library bigger and bigger and bigger, and it's even hard to even to, to categorize the whole library into a list of fat favorites. I mean, you can even break it down further to like live action versus hand-drawn versus computer animated. And then you can even go deeper than that and like put the classics against the princess movies, etc, etc. The Disney movie library is so deep, if you look too hard, you might get lost. So I'm not going to make it complicated at all. So I'm going to keep it simple and keep it to the animated films, not breaking it down more than that. I'm just going to keep it to Disney animated films, what I think are the most memorable ranking from 1 to 10, starting with the least and going up to to the top. So this list is mine, so I kind of cut out uh, the sharing with everyone, but it's kind of hard to poll people what their favorite animated movies are because it humans we change and evolve and so do our list of Disney movies. This ranking was probably not necessarily the same ranking that I had five days ago or four days ago or even a month ago so this is just for now. It was so hard to put together. Um, I did it before the podcast because I would just be doing ums and ahs and just like dead space airspace which you never hear because I edit that out. (laughs) This was still incredibly hard because I I just there's so many good ones and I I just kept it to what I would watch over and over and over again and I think I finally got it down. So this may go quick because sometimes I think the movies speak for themselves. So number 10 is Emperor's New Groove. 
yeah. <laughs> I got into this movie way late into the game. I, I think I was in high school when this came out. Yeah, I just aged myself. I don't care. So when this came out, I was uh, completely ignoring Disney at this point because I was trying to act cool. I still loved cartoons. I still loved anime. And I still love Disney, but uh, I, I just kind of stepped away from Disney during this time. But when I found out some of my friends watched this movie, they're like, you gotta watch this. I'm like, okay. And so we had like a sleepover and we watched this and it just brought me back into Disney. I'm like, oh my gosh, what? Like, I can't believe they made this. I mean, it's fun. It's goofy. It has so much comedy for like little kids to high schoolers to ad adults like me. So I, I think this deserves to be on my, my top 10 list, even though it's as low as 10. That does not mean it's good. It's just really hard and it beat all the others below it to reach to number 10. So yes, you need to watch this at least once a year. This is a great movie. <laughs> Um, so number nine is probably um, a movie nobody really talks about, ignores, doesn't think that um, should be any part of the list, but I love it to death. It's Brother Bear. Now, I can't remember when this came out, but I didn't watch it when it came out. I bought the DVD um, way later in the game. I fell in love with the soundtrack to this movie. So if you don't know... And I feel like I have to repeat myself when I talk about this movie. But Brother Bear is a movie about these Native American brothers. And one is like roguish and he wants to do whatever he wants and there's like no consequences. While the other one is trying to be responsible in everything and trying to be like the dad. Something bad happens where the older brother gets killed by the bear. For revenge, the younger brother tries to go kill that bear to get his anger out over the fact that his brother died, when in fact it was his fault to begin with. And when he kills the bear, he somehow turns into the bear. And he, he kind of learns a life lesson while he gets like thrown into a whole different civilization and and tries to learn responsibility and basically changes places with his older brother to see where his older brother was coming from and in that he learns a lesson and it's beautiful it, it like the the location is it's I think it's supposed to take place in Canada or the far north and it's just beautiful scenery beautiful artwork um, the animals in there are just almost perfect the soundtrack oh my gosh the soundtrack if you ever watch videos of Disneyland or have been to Disneyland and when they open up the park they usually play the song so the Disneyland band usually has like a parade where they go to the front near the railroad or they um, go to the hub but they usually play the song welcome to our family or welcome to our family time I don't know if you remember this song let me play a clip for you it, it's now being played by the Dapper Dans now So, so that one, it, it was originally just played by the band, which uh, that's my favorite version, but that song is from Brother Bear. 
So if you never saw the connection, um, there it is. It's from Brother Bear. So I, I urge you to watch this movie. It is, it's beautiful, and I'm wondering if Brave stole from it. <laughs> okay, so number eight is The Beauty and the Beast. It has a special place in my heart. I know it's a little low for some people. This was actually, this has nothing to do with why it's a little low, but um, this was actually the first movie I ever watched in a theater. I think I was five or six, I don't know. But I remember the theater was huge and the screen was huge and I think I watched it at the El Capitan Theater in California. It was on a field trip, <laughs> if you can believe that. Yeah, that it was my very first movie in a theater, and I just remember falling in love with it, falling in love with the movie, and uh, falling in love with Belle. She was like, um, she reminded me of me because she has hazel eyes and I have hazel eyes, and she had brown hair, and like all the other princesses were blonde. So I just, I, I thought it was cool that um, I could actually be her for Halloween. <laughs> I probably know that one by heart. Actually, I know all of these movies by heart. Yeah, so I, I believe Beauty and the Beast is at number eight. Number seven, this was hard be, because it was just getting tough because all the class, like some of the, the main Renaissance movies were like around the same part of my ranking list. And so number seven, I'm gonna go with The Little Mermaid. Oh my gosh, that hurt. Um, I fell in love with this movie probably more than Beauty and the Beast, but I watched it after the Beauty and the Beast. I always loved red hair. I, I do naturally have red hair, but not as red as Ariel's. I just remember, like, any small little girl, I wanted to be a mermaid, and I thought mermaids were cool, and I thought Ariel was cool, and now I've grown up, I'm like, what are you doing, girl? You're 16. What are you doing? No, don't do that. Um... <laughs> But I still love this movie. I, I love it for the songs now. The story's a little bit weak if you really like try to think about it, but it's such a classic. I still love it to death, but the, the songs are amazing, and I think Ursula is such a great villain. And me and my best friend always sing Poor Unfortunate Souls whenever we can, or Part of Your World, and it's like... Those two songs we will belt out anywhere, and I am not a singer, so that says something. So, number six is Meet the Robinsons. Now, don't kill me for putting Meet the Robinsons above Little Mermaid. Meet the Robinsons came, like, this movie came to me when I was having such a hard time in my life. And the little quote at the end and what they keep repeating throughout the movie, keep moving forward, helped me out and helped me give, like, a little bit of strength to pursue on and to charge on with my life and the the story of it is about an orphan basically and he's trying to find his uh way in life and he gets sidetracked by this guy from the future and then he goes into the future and he he loves it there and he wants to be adopted by them and it's just like then it has this crazy twist ending which you probably could see in the middle of the movie but that doesn't matter it's just it's a fun movie a fun ride it, it has a great message in it and it just helped me through uh, a tough time so that's why it's it's higher 
than The Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast, even though those are classics. So it just holds a, um, a strong place in my heart. Um, so number five has got to be Tangled. Now at first, I did not like this movie. I don't know why. I, I had this like weird grudge against Mandy Moore, and I don't know why. She's a celebrity who, well, like, what does that matter to me? But anyway, I'm rambling. <laughs> I think Tangled is absolutely adorable and I will fight you over it. The main reason why this movie is so great to me is Flynn Rider. I am so in love with the fact that Disney chose to go the male route. Like, it was supposed to be a princess movie. It was supposed to be called Rapunzel, but they changed it to Tangled and put Flynn Rider in there to try to get um, boys into it because, because they saw how well Aladdin did. I'm sure there's like more into it, but um, they didn't want just another princess movie. They wanted another story. And so they, they wanted to bring more boys into it rather than just cutting off half of their, their audience. And so I think it was a smart choice to bring in Flynn Rider because he makes the movie. And I, I love the fact that he just, um, <laughs> he's so sarcastic and he's so deadpanned when he's like, I, like when Rapunzel's like trying to do that Disney princess thing is like it's like I believe destiny brought us together and he's like no it was my horse and it's just the banter back and forth and then they like slowly fall in love which is is not real life but but still you can you can see the pieces fitting together because they can only fit so much in a certain amount of time so there's that one um so what am I on I'm I think I'm on four right the next one is princess and the frog so I love this movie so much the fact that it's hand-drawn animation it's the last princess hand-drawn animation the fact that it's it's the fact that it goes back to the old story of princess and the frog and instead of like making that story like keeping true to that story they they did a little flip where it's all about the princess instead of the frog like yeah Naveen's part of it but he's not a big part of it it's more about Tiana even though she has her life together she's she's a hard-working woman and she wants to get to her dream and that's what every Disney princess works up to but she always gets sidetracked by something else she does get sidetracked she finds love but that doesn't mean that her dream or her want is gone it's still there she just finds something new and um, it, it resonates with me because she's a cook I'm a cook and I wanted for a long time to have my own restaurant or my own food truck when I was watching this movie that's the same time that I wanted the same things that she wanted and I had my own little fairy tale and found my prince so <laughs> And I got a little sidetracked and started a family of my own. I'm still cooking. I didn't lose anything. So, <laughs> here. And so it just resonates with me. And I love it. I love the, the songs. I love the um, animation. Uh, I love the, the villain, uh, Dr. Facilier. And the fact that Disneyland has Dr. Facilier is just awesome. Um, he's such a great villain. So number three uh, could be a surprise to a lot of people because it's lower than lower on my list than a lot of other people's lists. But I don't care. This is my list. Anyway, it is The Lion King. 
And now I just resaw this movie a couple nights ago to introduce to my son, and it's still, I think, the perfect movie. Except for, like, some little stupid gags here and there. But I think it's awesome. It's beautiful. It's beautifully animated. The colors are there. The music's there. Um, you got great storytelling. Story doesn't get bunched up at all, except towards the end with the Timon and Pumbaa part, but we get a resolve in the end, and what else can you say about this movie? It's it's great, and I can't, I can't wait for the CGI version next, next year. Can't wait, especially with that cast. Number two is Moana. Now, this was my son's favorite movie for the longest time. We watched it like twice a day for like two weeks. And, and guess what? I'm still not sick of this movie. I absolutely love this movie. It's, I know it's like The Little Mermaid Part 2 or in reverse, but still, I think it's great. Like, yeah, the storyline is a little far-fetched. All Disney movies are, so I can't, like, even put that in there. But it flows well. There's a little twist at who the villain is at the end. And then there's, like, great side character. But and there's, like, no love interest to muddle anything. It's just friendship and trust and and the music. I mean, how can you not fall in love with I am Moana? So, Moana, number two. And finally, number one, if you do not know me, you're in for a surprise. Because I will always say that this is not my number one. Always and forever, Aladdin. The reason why this is my number one is because I grew up on this one. Now, a lot of people uh, grew up with The Lion King when they were young, so that's their number one. Or they grew up with... Mulan, so that's their number one. And then, like, the younger kids that are, like, in their teens, they grew up on Moana. So this, Moana's gonna be their number one. But Aladdin is my number one because I grew up with it. It's not your usual princess movie. It is about a boy longing for something more. Now, I know all princess movies are like that, but he did it for love. It's cheesy, yes. But... It has the genie, it has magic, it has furry sidekicks everywhere. Everyone has a furry sidekick. The animation is just amazing. If you if you look at the, the stills of everything from the desert to uh, the Sultan's Palace to the inside of the Cave of Wonders, it's all beautiful. And I just keep staring at it every time I watch it. And I know this movie by heart from the songs to the actual words being spoken by each character. I know everything. <laughs> and it, it's kind of insane, but that's how many times I watched it as a kid. I even had the soundtrack on cassette tape. Yeah, I'm that nerd. <laughs> so, yeah, I, Aladdin's number one. And I don't care if Sean from Nigo Orlando says that A Whole New World is about sex. Yeah, it is, but it's still a great song. <laughs> so there you have it. That's my um, top 10 animated Disney movies. Uh, I would like to know what your top five are or top three. Just let me know. I'm just curious of how everyone ranks their own Disney movies. Maybe it says something about you. Maybe it doesn't. 
Um, I would like to know, I did drop this question out into the Twitterverse on Sunday, and I got some responses. I actually got, let's see, I got 10 responses from what is your favorite all-time Disney movie, and I didn't even have to specify what kind of Disney movie. Everybody went for animated. They just automatically went for it. Um, so they're... I'll read some of some of them off. I won't say the Twitter handles because they know who they are. Aristocats. Now that's a new one. I mean, who doesn't love to be a cat? Moana. Moana. Aladdin. Yeah, somebody was with me. Uh, Tangled. Uh, someone said, when I was a kid, Little Mermaid. And now it's Moana. This was a couple. The wife was Little Mermaid and the husband was Toy Story. Now, I didn't say specify, but they went with Pixar. Doesn't matter. Toy Story is legit. Another one said Toy Story. Uh, another one said, without a doubt, it's gotta be The Lion King. So those were the answers that I got for their number one Disney movie. So let me know through Twitter or email what your top three animated Disney movies are. I would just love to hear what you have to say. Uh, choose to let me voice it on air next episode or not. I'm just very curious of what you you think. So last week I introduced a trivia question segment at the end of the podcast, like I mentioned in the beginning of this one, where I asked how many adaptations of the Christmas, Christmas Carol has the Disney company done? Now this was very, very tricky because you had to look deep and hard. <laughs> But Josh at Maine Citizens on Twitter got it right after guessing wrong the first time. The answer is six. Now the reason why is this is tricky because I named three of them in the last episode. The other three were kind of tricky because he kind of had to like search for it. It was like a one and done, like each of them were a one and done. And he never heard from them again. I never heard of, of them. All six are Mickey's Christmas Carol. A Christmas Carol starring Jim Carrey, A Muppet's Christmas Carol. Now this one is Christmas Cupid from 2010, um, which was an ABC Family special movie. ABC Family does not exist, it is now freeform. This one made me laugh, but it is Springtime with Rue. It was from 2004, it was a direct-to-video uh, movie. And it's uh, Winnie the Pooh adaptation, but with Easter, and Rabbit pay played the role of Ebenezer Scrooge. So it was, it was a weird tie-in, it was like, it was for Easter, but it's still the Christmas Carol story, yeah. Um, and then the last one, this was a bit hard to add to it, but I, I kind of had to. Um, it was called Ebby, it was 1995, it starred Susan Lucci. Um, it was a gender-reversed version of Christmas Story. So Ebby is obviously a girl, and she played the Ebenezer of the story. And it was made by Buena Vista Television, a.k.a. the Disney ABC Domestic Television Company. So it is technically Disney. I didn't add any TV specials uh, or TV shows that did it. Um, these were all movies. So, so that's your answer. Six. <laughs> Um, now for this week's trivia question, what is the highest grossing Disney animated film ad adjusted with inflation? Okay, I'll say it again. What is the highest grossing Disney animated film adjusted for inflation? Let me know 
the answer to the trivia question, or if you have a question, correction, or comment, please contact me through Twitter at DisflixTidbit, that's D-I-S-F-L-I-C-K-S-T-I-D-B-I-T, I I don't know why I spelled it, but there you go, or email me at DisflixAndTidbits at gmail.com. I am going to start a Facebook page, so, not a page, a group, so, um, are a fan of this show i know it's only episode three you can follow along in the group while i just spam movie knowledge at you or to get any updates of that new segment once upon a disney where i interview you over a movie that you haven't seen in a very long time and then we re-interview you as you watch the movie again if you want to be my first guest go ahead and contact me and we'll see if we can get you on at a reasonable time. So, Disflix and Tidbits comes out every Wednesday unless there's a special episode with a movie review. This may happen next week because of Mary Poppins Returns. You can also find this podcast at any podcast site or app that you use. Thanks for tuning in, and don't forget, it all started with a mouse. <laughs>